Welcome to ProctorCast, where we bring you plain English interviews all about the most relevant procurement topics of the day in short, coffee break-sized episodes. Because hey, time's precious and you have got value to deliver. So now let's get straight into this week's show. Yes, welcome to another episode of ProctorCast, where every two weeks we bring you insights, thought leadership, discussions, banter, and general knowledge sharing from the procurement space. And this week, it's a topic that's in the headlines and in the news and all over LinkedIn a lot. We're talking a little bit this week about uh, diversity and inclusion, and especially around women in industrial or technical procurement roles, because there's a lot said around diversity and inclusion in the procurement space in general. But I do tend to think that there is a big difference between uh, going into, for example, a professional services or marketing procurement role versus going into something that's really getting to grips with stakeholders in a very much blue collar factory type of environment. So to have this conversation, uh, I've invited onto the show Beth Seeger of Espace. Beth, warm welcome to ProctorCast. Hello, thanks for having me. Awesome. So I think we're going to have a good discussion, Beth, because we've played in a similar space in some regards in that we've both done a fair bit of MRO and tail spend in the past. So maybe let's just start off by if you just give a quick introduction of uh, your background and, and the industry and the set and the type of jobs that you've done in the past. And then let's jump right into the, the meat of today's topic. Hi, so I've always been in procurement and predominantly in the chemical sector I've done both direct and indirect um, categories but all of which have generally been in a male dominated situation and uh, although procurement teams tend to be mostly female I find that the people that I actually spend my day talking to and negotiating with and all those things that we do in procurement is largely with men and not not very many women. Yeah, and I think that's a really valid point because certainly my personal experience, and I guess I'm a little bit older than you, but my personal experience is that I've always found the procurement teams that I've worked in to be pretty representative of society in general, maybe not in the upper echelons, but certainly you know, in, in amongst my peers, I've found that to be the case. But you raise a very good point that it's not necessarily that it's it's the stakeholders that you're sparring against. And if yeah, and if you find yourself in a very male dominated environment, what do you find maybe to be some of the challenges there? And then on the flip side, maybe walk us through what you see as being your unique skills or insights or or sort of angle that you can take by by being a little bit different in that space. Sure. Um, in the first instance, I think I like to think of it as um, like if you have a kind of women aren't a minority, but like a minority characteristic where um, you you are that little bit different from the rest of the workforce. It's like you have the same problems that everyone in procurement has. So if you're going into a technical procurement role, everyone has to gain the respect of those stakeholders and you have that 
challenge in the beginning, at least, to show that you are worthy <laughs> of dealing with and you have your own skills. It's even if you're not an engineer or a chemist or an IT professional, you still have a valid voice. And so I think being a woman, it's like I have to cross that hurdle, plus the fact that you're being judged for being a woman as well and, that, and everything that comes alongside that. So personally, I've found that um, it's not it's not necessarily like one like one off events but a consistent uh consistent treatment of being like slightly different and not capable so um i i like to think of it as like have you heard of heard of fork theory no i haven't actually okay so fork theory is like if you get um pricked by a fork once it doesn't really bother you because it doesn't hurt and you just move on whereas if you've if someone gets you with a fork like 10 times then it's quite it, irritating and it, it slowly it gets starts you to grate on you yeah <laughs> and i think that's the same i feel like that's the same so so do you so do you feel then and i mean this is an interesting question for me that that i mean i'm I'm not an engineer, um, and, and I've also done sort of technical procurement roles, if you will, in terms of I've done MRO, I've done CapEx, and I'm, I'm curious because I, I can't put myself in your shoes, but I've also faced similar problems in that I don't know the technical specs, I don't know the technical background of what I'm buying, but do you think that just the fact that I'm, I'm a guy and they see me maybe as a... Uh, as a comrade rather than someone strange coming into their organization may may then have an advantage in that sense i think so and obviously you can't apply it to every single person i'm not saying that every single man is horrible and sexist or anything like that but um some examples would be uh, um i've actually walked out of supplier meetings because they've been too patronizing and I just got up and, and left and that was the end of them. They never got to supply to us. <laughs> so um, things like that I would regularly hear would be, um, oh, you won't understand this. And that's coming from a supplier and you think, well, I'm, I'm the person you're trying to sell to. Exactly. If you can't <laughs> keep me in the room, what, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but other things would be like assuming that I'm an administrator happens quite a lot right um and uh things like uh, if there's if there's more than one woman in the room then it's like we're being overrun (laughs) and um kind of on a par with that assuming that I'm not a senior leader is being asked to do menial tasks so like um how do I get this thing in the meeting room to work or like the printer's broken what do I do and you think well you well you wouldn't ask men of my seniority those questions so why are you disturbing my day like go and figure it out yourself So, um, so do you think the challenges come mainly on the supplier side you know with external 
companies not giving you the respect, which to me just sounds like commercial suicide on the supplier's part if they're sending salespeople in that don't have the soft skills to, to deal with women buyers. I mean, that's that's just an own goal that they're giving themselves from the start. Or or do you or, or have you seen found more issues in terms of acceptance internally among internal colleagues or stakeholders? It's hard to answer because you have more contact with internal people, or I certainly did. So the internal one is the one that gets to me the most because you're with those people day in day out and a supplier you might only talk to once a month or whatever but the suppliers was the thing that surprised me the most and and I think sales teams are something that's like relatively diverse but again hasn't come into technical technical kind of industries I don't know if you found that as well yeah no Um, definitely yeah and so yeah, I've, I've been in a meeting with three companies from three different countries and there were more marks than there were women. <laughs> it just gets, um, it's just exhausting, you know, when you when you put up with the comments all the time. And like, I'm not someone who would be, uh, say like, no one should tell a joke because someone might be offended. Like, I'm, I'm not offended by a sexist joke or, or a comment I'm like just tired of it and I don't see why I should have to laugh and one thing I think that people can remember is that they might have only told that joke or made that comment once but I might have heard it five times that day so if I'm like tired <laughs> that's that's why yeah and it, it does sort of make you think about I guess, general behavior. I mean, I've worked in, you know, manufacturing industries and, uh, and yeah, I mean, we had, we had a lot of banter or, or, or a lot of office conversation that was very football related because it's what guys talk about in the office. But I think, yeah, I mean, if we are going to include, if we are going to get more women into those types of professions, then I think you, you hit the nail on the head. There's a, there's a very fine balance between not wanting to feel like you're walk on, walking on eggshells if you're coming from that environment, but at the same time, companies and organizations need to be more welcoming to, to get people into those roles. And it goes on the, other, on the flip side as well. I mean, if you look at, you know, HR is very female dominated, for example, and there's probably, I'm sure there are issues with, with men coming into such a, a female dominated environment too. But yeah. I guess, I mean, if, if you've experienced that and come up against that, it's, there are lots of studies out there that, that say that diverse workplaces and whether you, whether you take that phrase as being more sort of identity politics related or more sort of diversity of thought and opinions and, and philosophy related, there are studies out there that clearly prove that a diverse, a diverse workplace benefits the, the workforce and the company in general. So how would you then work that to your advantage? I mean, if you think of of your character and some of the typical attributes that are given to the the female character and how that can work favorably in a in a business environment in a very male dominated atmosphere like technical procurement for a chemicals company, how can you apply some of those soft skills to your benefit? Do you find? Well, quite a funny one is that if people do assume that. I don't know anything that can be quite a good leverage in um, <laughs> in negotiations because they suddenly realize 
that I do know what I'm talking about and it puts them on edge um but more generally like women are associated with soft skills so things like influencing and managing relationships supposedly come more naturally to women and those are always the things that are top of the SIPs kind of recruitment guides <laughs> what procurement recruiters are looking for this is going to be the skill set of the future as organizations pivot and realize that procurement is is less around buying and even less around external supplier negotiation and is more around internal sales and marketing dare i say as being probably the biggest untapped area that historically procurement as a as a profession has perhaps not been particularly good at so I mean, do you, do you think that could benefit you then going forward, either you know, either in your past as an employee or, or also now in terms of building your own your own business? Is that something that you would sort of sell yourself on? Um, not specifically. I'm better at it because I'm a woman, <laughs> but certainly recognizing the skills that I do have. Like, I'm never going to be physically intimidating I'm never going to walk into a room and have a commanding presence where everyone looks at me because because I'm six foot tall and <laughs> uh, and stuff and I'm not I guess I can't play on the things that would automatically build rapport with men in the same way that other men can um, but there's lots of ways to build relationships and I, I think every individual finds the way that they do that. But a lot of it's not necessarily about having something specifically in common with your peers, is it? It's more around gaining mutual respect and if, going back to your point on soft skills, if you're able to do that through, um, through, through areas that you feel that you excel in, even in a male-dominated environment, that should, I guess, play in your favour. Yeah, absolutely. And there's lots of reasons why companies should be encouraging it as well. You said about studies that show about diverse workforces and Boston Consulting Group looked at over a thousand companies in, in, in numerous countries and found that companies with diverse senior management teams had 19% higher revenues. And I think it's something that companies can't really afford to ignore anymore. <laughs> so before we wrap this up, then, if you had one or two tips to give to to women that were maybe in a similar situation and had, had come from a sort of more technical academic background and were looking to break into, into procurement or into a commercial function rather than going into maybe a lab or an engineering role, what sort of tips would you give them to, to navigate this, certainly from a stakeholder and supplier perspective, very you know, male-dominated space within, within industry? I think knowing your limits and when to walk away is really important. And knowing, that, knowing your own worth so that you can choose to take yourself out of that situation and just say like that's enough and having um, the confidence to be, to be able to make that cut and and just say no yeah uh, get up and walk out if you have to like i did it nothing bad happens 
Um, and one thing I learned from um, a woman at a conference, a Women of the World conference, was um, to say, what makes you say that? So if you hear a comment or some weird, like, remark that makes women the butt of the joke, just say, what makes you say that? And they have to, it makes the person rethink what they've just said and appreciate that they've maybe crossed the line and been been a bit rude. So. Yeah, it turns the situation on its head and asks a question back and puts them on the spot. Yeah, that's something that <laughs> that's something actually that's very much referred to in sales training as well. If you really? if you get an objection, yeah, not that I, not that I'm a sales expert by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. Um, so, if anyone wants to connect with you or learn a little bit more about what you're doing now, Beth, what's the best way that people can get in touch with you? Um, definitely LinkedIn at the minute. Um, fairly active in answering messages on that and my phone number's up there if anyone wants to give me a call. So Beth, thank you very much for being my guest on Proctorcast this week. And it's certainly been very insightful for me to learn a little bit more around some of the challenges that that women face in technical and industrial procurement roles because obviously I've never been on that side of the fence and it's it's great to hear firsthand some of the experiences and some of the challenges and also more importantly some of the tips and advice to be able to to deal with it so thank you for being a great guest Beth keep in touch and speak to you soon thank you bye Okay, guys, that wraps up another episode of ProctorCast. If you like what we're doing, then please join the LinkedIn group, which I will link to in the show notes. If you would like to be a guest on ProctorCast, then please reach out to us either via the Proctopus group on LinkedIn or just email me or contact me directly. We're always looking for new guests to share their stories and tales of the procurement world. Thanks for being with us this week. Don't forget Christmas party is on the 10th of December. If you're listening to this live in the flesh, then don't forget to join us there. We're going to have a great charity Christmas gala with a bit of banter, few awards and probably a bit of wine and a few beers too. So join us then. And if you don't, then I will speak to you next time. Thanks again and take care. Bye bye. (laughs) 